Fusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diffusion. Sit back and relax while I campaign for weird and wonderful science in your brain. I'm Ian Wolfe. On this special Policy Wonk edition, I'll cover the science and related subject policies of the major parties. But first up, here's news of room temperature ice. Researchers at the Nevada Extreme Conditions Lab at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, have discovered a new form of water ice that crystallises at room temperature and high pressures, adding to the 20 known crystalline phases of ice. They squeeze the water between the tips of two opposite-facing diamonds, which freeze the water into several jumbled ice crystals. The water was then heated by a laser that temporarily melted it before it quickly reformed into a powder-like collection of tiny crystals. By slowly raising the pressure and frequently heating it with the laser beam, the team observed the water ice make the transition from a known cubic phase, ice V11, to the newly discovered intermediate and tetragonal phase, ice V11T, before settling into another known phase, ice X, which is very stiff. The teams say the pressures that form ice VIIT occur in the mantle that makes up most of the Earth, as well as in the large moons and water-rich planets outside of our solar system. The common form of ice found on Earth is ice IH, hexagonal ice. Cubic ice, ice C, forms at the top of the atmosphere and can seed clouds for rain and snow. The team also found that the transition to ice X occurred at pressures nearly three times lower than previously thought, at 300,000 atmospheres instead of a million, settling a debate that's been argued for several decades. Kurt Vonnegut published a science fiction novel in 1963 called Cat's Cradle, about a new form of water ice which he called Ice Nine. This was to be a new crystal structure that was able to form a solid at room temperature and pressure and only melted at temperatures over 45 degrees Celsius, or 114 degrees Fahrenheit. Most importantly, Ice 9 froze any liquid water that came in contact with it. In the story, a crystal of Ice 9 gets into the ocean and starts freezing all the world's water, slowly killing everything. Five years after the novel was published, a phase of ice was called Ice 1X, Ice 9, but it's only solid at very low temperatures and very high pressures. Ice V1, Ice 6, is also a room temperature ice, and it's been found included in diamonds. So it's lower pressure than Ice X, but still too high pressure to endanger the oceans and slowly kill all life on Earth. The paper was titled Pressure-Driven Symmetry Transitions in Dense H2O Ice, and was published in the journal Physical Review B. 
I emailed the Liberal, Labor and Greens parties for a spokesperson, but nobody replied. Australia will hold a federal election on the 21st of May 2022. What are the science policies of the parties who want your vote? As the Liberal, National and Labor parties don't say a lot about science, I've included climate and COVID policies. The micro-parties are no more. Legislation was introduced that requires parties to have huge numbers of members to be allowed to run in the election. So I'll just talk about the Fusion Party and the Reason Party. The Liberal National Coalition have been in power for nine years, and in that time, they've fired more than a quarter of the scientists at the Commonwealth Science and Industrial Research Organisation, CSIRO, and massively cut its research budget. They even fired the scientist who invented Wi-Fi and got American corporations to pay them for it. They fired all of the climate scientists, and the Weather Bureau and the Defence Department had to join forces to lobby to get a handful re-employed, so that it was still possible to make weather forecasts that farmers rely on to grow our food and that the military rely on to plan their decisions. They closed down the Ministry of Science in their first year of power. The Liberal National Coalition have also massively cut the budgets of Australian universities, the only other organisations in Australia that conduct scientific research. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit in 2020, the coalition legislated several times to exclude public universities from JobKeeper subsidies, causing thousands of university scientists to lose their jobs. The Liberal Party website doesn't mention science, nor does the National Party website. On the Liberal Party website, they talk about funding the commercialisation of past scientific research, with no plan for what to do when the original scientific research runs out. Without a constant stream of new knowledge, applications soon run dry. The Liberal National Coalition science policy is that of the farmer, who saves money by starving his magic goose because he just wants to sell the golden eggs. Australia in 2022 has more deaths from COVID than in all of 2020 and 2021 put together. Right now, things have never been worse. The coalition health policy is to let COVID rip, pushing to open everything and get rid of international isolation waiting times and close contact waiting times, hoping that exploiting foreign workers will make up for the Australian workers who catch COVID at work and get too sick to return to work in a short amount of time. Employers are lobbying to allow COVID-positive workers who are asymptomatic to come to work to infect everyone else. The Liberal Party energy policy is to expand fossil fuel mining, while paying billions every year to subsidise fossil fuel companies and remove as much regulation as possible. They claim to be using hydrogen from fossil fuels to somehow get the same benefits as hydrogen from solar power, but it doesn't work that way. They also claim to be using carbon capture and storage, but that's very limited and still results in net increases in emissions of carbon dioxide. Carbon capture and storage is sold to look like you're capturing and storing the carbon dioxide emissions from burning fossil fuels, but that isn't the case. Instead, the companies capture and store part of the carbon dioxide that they dig up when they mine for methane 
or natural gas, and use some of that carbon dioxide gas to push extra oil out of their oil wells. The Coalition have committed to a net zero carbon dioxide emissions target for 2050. The United Nations report on climate change this year showed that net zero by 2050 is too little, too late. We need to urgently reduce emissions on a large scale rather than just stop them increasing. The Liberal Party path to net zero is by using technology that doesn't exist to get them there. That's the whole plan. They admit they're relying on technology that doesn't exist. They have faith that the scientists they fired will work out something for them by 2050. The Liberals and Nationals have no education policy, no plan for federal quarantine centres for COVID, and nothing about future outbreaks. The only Liberal health policy I could find was increased funding for aged care. The National Party on their own website promised to add more prescription drugs from a very specific list to the Pharmaceutical Benefit Scheme. And that's all there is about science, health, education and climate on the National Party page for its 2022 election policies. Thank you, Mr Speaker. This is coal. Don't be afraid. The Don't be scared. Won't the Treasurer you. knows the rule on crops. It's coal. It was dug up by men and women who work and live in the electorates of those who sit opposite. From the Hunter Valley, as the member for Hunter would know. It's coal that has ensured for over a hundred years the Deputy that Australia Prime Minister. has enjoyed an energy competitive advantage that has delivered prosperity to Australian businesses and has ensured that Australian industry has been able to remain competitive on a global market. Mr Speaker, those opposite have an ideological, pathological fear of coal. There's no word for coalophobia officially, Mr Speaker, but that's the malady that afflicts those opposite. But it's that malady, Mr Speaker, that is afflicting the jobs in the towns and the industries and indeed in this country because of their pathological, ideological opposition to coal being an important part of our sustainable and more certain energy future. You're listening to Ian Wolfe on Diffusion Science Radio. Send emails to science at diffusionradio.com. We're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. The Australian Labor Party website also doesn't mention the word science. They do propose to increase funding to Australian universities, but not for science. They have no COVID plan either. Labor is promising to fund 50 urgent care clinics around Australia to take the pressure off hospital emergency departments, which a stretch past breaking point with COVID patients from the government's let-it-rip policy and Omicron. The urgent care clinics will be open seven days a week from 8am to 10pm, so you'll still have to go to a hospital emergency room outside of those hours. There's no national COVID plan for clean air indoors in schools, factories, offices and shops. No plan for federal quarantine centres, nothing about future outbreaks. Labor have also committed to net zero carbon dioxide emissions by 2050. Their path to net zero involves funding industry to process metal ore using renewable energy, making electric cars cheaper, 
upgrading the electricity grid to allow it to handle more renewable energy, and installing community batteries and solar banks around the country. Labor promised 20,000 extra university places over 2022 and 2023, but only for clean energy, advanced manufacturing, health and education. Nothing for science. They promised to invest $200 million in disaster prevention, but they only mention extreme weather events, not future pandemics. COVID isn't mentioned on their website. The Australian Labor Party will also improve aged care by adding the employment of a registered nurse 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, as recommended by the Royal Commission into Aged Care. So you see, women need to know as much about science as some men do. The sciences, chemistry, biology and physics all give you a chance to discover while you're still in school where your interests are. Maybe so. But won't there still be some jobs where you can get by without science? <laughs> That'll be the day. Whatever you work at, son, you're still a citizen with the power to vote. Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We've used science to, to prolong life, to increase security and happiness, but it can also be used for destruction. Are we going to use it constructively to promote peace and, and give the world freedom from want? It'll be up to you, and you too. Yeah, I see what you mean. It gives a fellow a lot to think about. The Australian Greens Party actually mentions science on their policy website. They say up front that their policies would be paid for by properly taxing billionaires and big corporations. The Greens have a 15-point science policy, a research and innovation focus which addresses community needs and national goals to prepare Australia for emerging challenges and opportunities, increased expenditure on public and private research and development in Australia to at least 4% of gross domestic product, as opposed to the 0.4% we currently spend on scientific research secure and collaborative funding models that allow for pooling of resources and improved job security, increased and more predictable funding for public research agencies and universities to enable world-class and independent research and improve job security for scientists and researchers, a precautionary approach by government, including community engagement, regarding the safe application of new technologies, increased public funding by five and a half billion dollars to universities to expand their research capacity in the sciences and humanities. Support moving from education to science and research. Increased funding for pure research to ensure that adequate resources are being directed toward this sector of the research community. Increased funding for research and innovation in clean energy and other technologies and land management to support the transition to a net negative greenhouse gas society. The removal of ministerial capacity to veto independently peer-reviewed funding decisions. Academic research funding to be prioritised based on public benefit rather than on the likelihood of developing commercially valuable intellectual property rights. Free, open and timely publishing of publicly funded academic research. Increased use of research, science and innovation to support the viability of rural and remote communities. Education and investment opportunities to foster the participation of women and other underrepresented groups in science and technology. 
stronger vetting for patent applications to improve the rigour of the grant process and the value of granted patents, government policy and support which fosters greater commercialisation of Australian science, research and innovation in Australia by local companies. They have details. Boosting block grant funding for universities by $5.5 billion to elevate their roles as powerhouses of the research ecosystem and to help improve job security for scientists working in universities. Investing an additional $1.3 billion in key research bodies such as the CSIRO, Australian Nuclear, Australian Research Council, National Health and Medical Research Centre and Cooperative Research Centres. Investing a billion dollars a year for a research translation fund to turn groundbreaking ideas into world-changing applications. Investing $175 million a year in additional funding for the National Collaborative Research Infrastructure Strategy. Setting up a new Parliamentary Office of Science and Technology to provide independent, objective scientific advice to Members of Parliament. Establishing an additional non-refundable tax offset of 20% for companies that hire science, technology, engineering and maths PhD students for their first three years of employment. Providing $50 million a year to improve diversity in science and research and development by funding programs that support First Nation peoples, women and LGBTIQA people in science. Investing $50 million a year for a secure work for researchers fund to help universities and research institutes transition their workers to secure employment. Investing $70 million a year in additional funding for the Australian Research Council's Future Fellowship Scheme to support mid-career researchers and providing $41 million a year in additional funding for existing teacher training in science, technology, engineering and maths education. The Australian Greens also have an actual 10-point COVID policy. Free rapid antigen tests for everyone. Establish a National Centre for Disease Control with $246 million of funding to lead a unified, apolitical health approach across the entire country and ensure we can deal with the threat of new emerging diseases. Invest $250 million over the next two years into COVID-19 vaccine research. Ensure we can produce enough of our own vaccines onshore for everyone by building a publicly owned mRNA vaccine production facility. Use a boosted foreign aid budget to invest in COVAX to support global, equitable vaccine access. Free and unlimited mental health care for all, including addressing the social determinants of health like economic and social security. Fixing our broken housing system by building a million affordable homes capping rents and stopping no-grounds evictions. Better rights, higher pay and job security for all workers, including casuals. During the pandemic, people in insecure jobs lost work eight times faster than those in permanent jobs. Raise all income support payments to $88 from the $46 per day they are at present, in order to keep all welfare payments above the poverty line with a livable income guarantee. Support for the arts industry, artists and workers, none of whom got JobKeeper, increase funding for the frontline domestic violence support services, improve air quality in schools with HEPA filters. The Greens have a nine-point health policy. Put money into hospitals instead of subsidising private health insurance. Free dental health care. Free mental health care. Safer drug use by treating it as a health issue instead of a criminal one. First Nations Health women's health, 
tackling future pandemics, prioritising prevention, ensuring high-quality aged care. And of course, the Greens have a detailed policy for tackling the climate crisis. Phasing out coal and oil, getting coal and gas money out of politics, helping homes and businesses transition away from gas, a post-coal oil and gas plan for workers and their communities, preparing for climate impacts, rebuilding local manufacturing with low-cost green energy, a publicly owned power provider, 100% clean green energy, more electric vehicles, more public transport and high-speed rail, restoring our land with carbon drawdown. And briefly, they have an education policy. Free early childhood education and childcare for all, free public schools that meet everyone's needs, free TAFE and university, wipe student debt, raise the rate of student allowance above the poverty level, better paying conditions for all educators. The Fusion Party is a fusion of the Science Party, Pirate Party, Secular Party, Vote Planet and Climate Change Justice Party. Sadly, they don't have a science policy or a COVID policy. But here's what they do have. The Fusion Party wanted double funding for research, development and commercialisation of new technologies. Join the international research effort into developing nuclear fusion energy. Create a minister for the future to ensure the long-term consequences of all policies are assessed and considered. Invest in research into new medicines and techniques to improve health and healthy lifespan. End fossil fuel extraction and rehabilitate land. Increase funding and funding periods for research to minimise the need for focus on grant applications. Ensure publicly funded research is open access to allow free use by others. Continue the HEX HELP scheme of student debt so that university education is still accessible. Set a target for net zero emissions in 10 years with negative emissions, carbon drawdown to follow. Build the renewal replacement for the fossil fuel grid. Set an 800% renewable energy target and establish a national grid to distribute renewable energy. All government departments should replace their entire fleet with electric vehicles, roll out a nationally coordinated electric vehicle charging network, remove the luxury tax from electric vehicles, high-speed rail from Melbourne to Brisbane, Facilitate financing for purchase of electric vehicles based on savings accrued. Continue to invest in green hydrogen and other zero-emissions liquid fuels as a potential future zero-emissions heavy vehicle and flight fuel. The Reason Party don't have a science policy or a COVID policy. For health, they want to add preventative dental health to Medicare, which is a little bit less generous than the Greens. They want to reduce the cost of medical visits and medicines. Reason supports a move towards a social practices approach to health promotion to better address the social determinants of health and improve health equity. Reason supports the recommendations of the International Panel on Climate Change. We must act now to negate the efforts of climate change and divest from all fossil fuel exploration, mining and exports. Reason supports aiming for zero carbon by 2030. Reason supports ending the sale of new petrol-fuelled cars in Australia by 2030 and ensure buildings and the electricity grid are electric vehicle ready. They want the Australian government to subsidise the cost of electric cars. Reason supports the investment in direct solar energy, wind energy and ocean energy as replacement for fossil fuel energy systems. So Australia, if you think science is important, that climate emergency needs action and COVID needs an intelligent response, 
you now know that neither the Liberal National Party Coalition nor the Australian Labor Party have policies that will help. This is where preferential voting helps you out. You can direct a vote to a minor party, and if they get elected, they are someone the big parties have to negotiate with to get legislation passed, so science might be championed. If they don't get enough votes, then your next choice, or the choice after that, will get your vote. And either the Coalition or Labor will get your vote and form a government. However, they will look at the voting figures and modify their policies if the electorate showed a strong first preference for parties that supported issues that they don't. And science might get a second look. Choose wisely. And that's all from us this week on Diffusion. Are you a scientist, artist, biohacker or maker who'd like to be interviewed about your work? Would your company like to sponsor Diffusion? Send your contributions, opinions, helpful suggestions and donations to science at diffusionradio.com. That's science at diffusionradio.com. Please subscribe to the Diffusion Science Radio channel on youtube.com slash c slash diffusionradio and rate the show on iTunes. Tell your friends. Follow me on Twitter at Ian Wolf. The news music was Rhinos Theme by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. I produce Diffusion, which is broadcast around Australia to 28 stations on the community radio network, including Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM in New South Wales, 8 C in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek, 2 MVR in Nambucca Valley, 3 MBR in the Mallee Border Districts of Victoria and South Australia, City Park Radio 7LTN in Launceston, Tasmania, and 2XXFM in Canberra. Diffusion is narrowcast on Indigo FM 88 in northeast Victoria. Diffusion is syndicated globally on astronomy.fm. Subscribe to the podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com. That's www.diffusionradio.com. And check the website for links, photos and videos about this week's show. If you enjoyed the show, you can explore more than a thousand previous episodes archived on diffusionradio.com, where the shows are labelled by keywords so you can focus in on the stories you want to hear. Make a donation through paypal.me slash ianwolf, or join my patrons at patreon.com slash diffusionradio. I'm Ian Wolf. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more science wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio. Science is fun. It helps you to learn, to know, and to appreciate. When you study science, you may go on field trips. You discover the marvelous interrelationships between all living things. You learn to read the history of the Earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick. Everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life.